And so basically they have no power, no power. I mean, poor people, they're, they're walking on the streets with the cars and the motorcycles and everything. I mean, they are really in quite the spot. So listen to this guy as he's talking about um, uh, gun control. And, and uh, quite interesting how he puts this. I know, Carrie, you've spent a lot of time down there. I think it has been surprising to a lot of people in Washington, in the administration at least, that this is taking longer than they thought, despite the sanctions, despite the pressure. With the help of Russia and other outside forces, Maduro is hanging on. Not only hanging on, but he appears to still control the military. You have to understand in Venezuela, gun ownership is not something that is open to everybody. So if the military have the guns, they have the power. And as long as Nicolas Maduro controls the military, he controls the country. And and his supporters have tried to peacefully protest. They have gathered in large numbers. What we saw today when he met early this morning and stood there in front of those wearing uniforms appear to be rank and file members who may have switched their allegiance. We have seen over the recent months those who have switched their allegiance, but not en masse. We have not seen large numbers of the troops in Venezuela switching their allegiance from Nicolas Maduro to Juan Guaido. Uh, within about the last 10-15 minutes, Juan Guaido was spotted in the streets here along with these 100,000 plus people who are marching. He's tweeted out just a short time ago that uh, I have had conversations with our allies in the international community and we have the firm backing in this irreversible process of change. And they're hashtagging it, Operacion Libertad, which is Operation Liberty, has started and we will uh, resist the efforts until Venezuela is free. I'll finish the sentence for him. It's free. So bless these people's heart. I'm telling you, if we did not have guns, this is exactly what would be happening to us, you guys. The Thank God for the NRA and for men like my husband who are like, I'm not giving up my gun, not doing it. I'm loaded for bear and you come and take it. And I'm so thankful we have people who have fought to make sure that we have the right to have guns or it would be just like this. And look at Look what's happening. I got to show you all this. A uh, warning. I'm telling you, there's going to be a, a, a big motor uh, vehicle that goes and runs over somebody in this video. So if you don't want to see that, turn it off right now. Sí, sí. Es esa cúpula, esa cúpula que lleva arriba. Mira, ahí, ahí vemos esa imagen que se repite. Lamentándolo mucho. Que se repite. This is what happens when they have all the guns and the people have nothing. That's exactly what happens. So this is absolutely evil. And uh, eventually, as Maduro, as, as Guado was saying, it, they're going to get this guy out of there. It just is taking longer than what they want it to take. So uh, anyway, just keep praying for the people down there and uh, just thank God we have we have the ability to defend ourselves. And uh, I, want the, I want to match gun for gun, type of gun and all that. We need to be able to have whatever we need to have, feel like we need to have to protect ourselves. We're not trying to cause a bunch of problems, but we want to protect our families. And I'm so thankful we can. Oh, thankful that we did not fall victim to what, oh, so many others have fallen victim to. So our wonderful president withdraws from the UN Arms Treaty as the NRA crowd cheers and delights. So yay! So there, this whole thing. Um, let me just read you a little snippet about. Um, 
He added, under my administration, we will never surrender American sovereignty to anyone. We will never allow foreign bureaucrats to trample on your Second Amendment freedom. I'm officially announcing today that the United States will be revoking the effect of America's signature from this badly misguided treaty. Okay, so uh, not on my watch, not on my watch. So, and there's an, oh, Bob Menendez is saying, oh, well, this is yet another myopic decision that jeopardizes U.S. security based on false premises and fear-mongering. Yeah, look at, at Venezuela and tell me that it's fear-mongering. While Americans from all walks of life have come to painfully understand the threat posed by not doing enough to prevent weapons from ending up in the wrong hands, it is disturbing to see this administration turn back the clock on the little progress we've made to prevent illicit arms transfers. So thankfully, our president is on it. He's no, they're not going to trample on our Second Amendment rights, and he's not going to allow us to be put in a position like these poor people of Venezuela. So I'm so thankful for that. All right, so next, um, Rod Rosenstein has resigned. We knew this was coming. We didn't know exactly when, but we knew it was coming. And this was basically the next big shoe to drop. And so thankful for that. I was thinking I would take a minute for us to read. I doubt you've read it. You probably heard excerpts from it. But whenever you hear excerpts, that likely you're not getting the full story. So this was really good. This was on uh, Lisa Mae Crowley's page. Um, she had posted this from Kate Tyler. And uh, so he referenced these three people in his letter, Robert Jackson, Edward Levy or Levy or Levi, whatever, and Thomas Paine. And this was not happenstance, she's saying. So let's read this very quickly. The Department of Justice made rapid, oh dear Mr. President, the Department of Justice made rapid progress in achieving the administration's law enforcement priorities, reducing violent crime, curtailing opioid abuse, protecting consumers, improving immigration enforcement, and building confidence in the police, while preserving national security and strengthening federal efforts in other areas. We staff the Department of Justice and the U.S. Attorney's offices with skilled and principled leaders devoted to the values that make America great. By consulting stakeholders, implementing constructive policies, reducing bureaucracy, and using results-driven management, we maximize the public benefit of our $28 billion budget. Productivity rose and crime fell. All that is true. Our nation is safer. Our elections are more secure. Our citizens are better informed about covert foreign influence uh, efforts and schemes to commit fraud, steal into intellectual property, and launch cyber attacks. We also pursued illegal leaks, investigated credible allegations of employee misconduct, and accommodated congressional oversight without compromising law enforcement interests. As I commend our 115,000 employees for their accomplishments and their devotion to duty. As Thomas Paine wrote, those who expect to reap the blessings of freedom must undergo the fatigues of supporting it. Now, there's an interesting picture of uh, Giuliani with Rod Rosenstein, and they look like best buds. So it's still not clear what's really going on. I wrote one minute, I'm like, Rod Rosenstein and Mueller are bad, and the next minute I'm like, maybe not. I don't know. Well, we are going to find out. But this is if <laughs> everyone's probably very confused if we are because we're, we're on it. All right, so I wanted you to see about who Thomas Paine is, you I'm sure know, but just, just in case there are some who don't, um, I'll take, show you this picture. The published, published in 1776, Common Sense challenged the authority of the British government and the royal monarchy. King George, right, that had snatched the, the, the uh, 
the royal reigns, the kind of the monarchy from the Scottish, okay, uh, which had the divine rights with the, with the stone. Remember, I was talking about that. In the next video is going to be more about that. The plain language that Payne used spoke to the common people of America and was first. It was the first work to openly ask for independence from Great Britain. Yes, and you know sometimes we look at history books and we think, oh, it must it wasn't that big of a controversy. Oh, it was. It was a huge controversy. Not everyone was wanting to do such a thing, and so he was so courageous. And that is what we're doing right now. It what is this? Um, what is this Great Britain? It's really not about the people of Britain. It's about being ruled by the by the beast, by the new world order, by the these the tyrants, okay? And he's saying we've got to get out of tyrannical rule. And if you remember, we came over here for the very reason to get away from these creeps, right? Our forefathers did. You know, I have some Scotch and Irish people in my history, and they came over here to get away from these creeps. And so here they still are trying to rule us over here, and we're saying we are we've come over here for this very reason, and we're going to be independent from you creeps. Okay. All right, so now. Now you know why he's bringing up Thomas Paine, because that's what exactly what we are doing right now is being, uh, you know, we've got to undergo the fatigues. And I know I feel it too with you. We're like, come on, right? And uh, it, is, uh, it is a lot of effort that we're putting forth. So keep going, you guys. We're, we're getting there. We're going to be set free from Great Britain and the New World Order and all these creeps once and for all, we will. All right, the median tenure of a department of a deputy attorney general is 16 months. That's the middle of the road. Some more, some less, but the middle is the 16 months that they, that they are in their, in their job, okay? And few serve longer than two years. As I submit my resignation, effective May 11th, I'm grateful to you for the opportunity to serve, for the courtesy and humor you often display in our personal conversations, and for the goals you set for, set in your inaugural address, which I could listen to that inaugural address every day, and he has worked so diligently to get all those things accomplished. Oh, what a wonderful man. Patriotism, unity, safety, education, prosperity, because a nation exists to serve its citizens. Hello, <laughs> what a novel idea. The Department of Justice pursues these goals while operating in accordance with the rule of law. The rule of law is the foundation of America. It secures our freedom, allows our citizens to flourish, and enables our nation to serve as a model of, of liberty and justice for all, which I'm agreeing in all with all of this. Okay, so he's put forth his resignation as of May 11th. So he's currently he's still in this position, but we're, you know, within two weeks, two weeks ago, you know, people normally give a two week notice. At the Department of Justice, we stand watch over what Attorney General Robert Jackson called the inner ramparts of our society, the Constitution, its guarantees, our freedoms, and the supremacy of law. A rampart is the, is, the, is the thing that protects a society. We've got to have the Constitution. We've got to have what it guarantees us, our freedom and the law and order, okay? So who is this Robert Jackson person, okay? Let's go back down here. Robert Jackson is the chief U.S. prosecutor at the International Military Tribunal in Nuremberg, Germany. All right, so he did military tribunals. So when he's talking about rule of law, he's talking about rule of law as in treason, that, that holding people accountable to the law and, and holding them accountable to the death penalty with, under treason. That's what he's talking about. That's what he's, this is the whole point of Robert Jackson. That's his name in history is the one who had these trials after World War II. 
Okay. And whether some people got away scot-free, that's another story, but that's what, that was, that's his, that's his, was his role. Okay. And whether he got accomplished it or not is another story. As, um, as a result, the department bears a special responsibility to avoid partisanship. Political considerations may influence policy choices, but neutral principles must drive decisions about individual cases. So we must be neutral about all this. And it must appear to not have any partisanship at all. Okay? So that's what he's saying here. In 1940, Jackson explained that government lawyers must at times risk ourselves and our records to defend our legal processes from discredit and to maintain a dispassionate, disinterested, and impartial enforcement of the law. We're kind of having something like that here in our town. We just found out there's something bad going on with the band director and with one of the girls. And, you know, I, I want justice and I want this to be resolved. And I've, I'm very passionate about it, but I've got to make sure that we do this according to the rules. And that he doesn't, you know, pay for a crime he didn't commit, but he does pay for a crime if he did. Okay. So that's what it's, but it's, it's, uh, it's for us. We're like, we're ready for a vengeance for all that's been done to us, but we've got to make sure that it's the right people and all of that. Okay, so that's what he's talking about. So I'm just letting you know, that's one of the things that I've just got so many things that I'm trying to do in my community. We're also trying to work right now on getting our mayor. Our mayor is horrible, and he's got people who work in lockstep with him, and they do a lot of things. And this is the day it, we're going to... I'm hoping I'll come on here in a couple of days and say that we have a new mayor. I just hope so. I'm telling you, I won't even go into the details, but we are, you know, trying to get the word out that look, we've got other people and you know, other people who are running. We're to just get these three people in to the to the uh, city um, uh, council, get this new mayor in, and then we can we can affect some change around here. So I've got lots of irons in the fire. Be a part of what is going on in your local city, your your you know local government. Be a part of what's going on in your school and know what's going on because when they know you know what's going on, then they they feel that we, we can't just cover this up, right? And uh, and you can help people understand what's going on because a lot of people are busy. They don't get the chance to find out what's going on, and so yeah. They just just communicating that whatever way you can verbally Facebook whatever so people know what's going on and obviously always dispassionate in the sense of I'm not go out for blood it's nothing personal I just have to have things run properly in the school and in our city okay? anyway okay so then he says in 1975 Edward Levy Levi whatever urged us to make clear by word and deed that our law is not an instrument of partisan purpose and it is not to be used in ways which are careless of the higher values within us all. In other words, we're created in God's images that we must work for justice and freedom for all that no one should be, uh, be pay for a crime they didn't commit, but everyone should pay for crimes they did. Okay. In 2001, John Ashcroft called for a professional justice department free from politics, uncompromisingly fair, defined by integrity, and dedicated to upholding the rule of law. Oh, boy. This whole Russiagate thing, Spygate baloney, is proof that they have not been doing that. 
And that's what I would agree with this letter. We have got, you know, whether this is truly what he believes and what, what he's acted upon is another story. I don't know the truth about whether Rod Rosenstein is a good guy or a bad guy. But the point is we have got to have this free from politics, free from politics. And that's what I'm working for in my town too. We can't say, oh, well, we'll let this guy get away with, you know, messing with the girl at the school. We can't we'll let them get away with just having, you know, wasting all this money in our town and doing things that are, you know, inappropriate in our town. It's all got to be, you can't have this good old boy system where, oh, let's just, let's just cover this up. Let's just, you know, let's just vote this in. You know, we've got to have it free from politics. It can't be, I, I'm going to vote with my buddy, right? Because it's, I don't want to, we've got to be courageous. And that's, a, that's what he's really saying is you've got to be courageous because you, everybody wants to be liked. And sometimes you have to say, I, I just, I have to accept that I might not be liked if I stand up for this. If I don't vote with my buddy, I might not be liked. If I call this person on the carpet and say, you're fired because, and, and, you know, maybe even say we have to, you have, you're under arrest because of, uh, uh, you know, being with a child, with, with a minor, right? Okay. So. Uh, we enforce the law without fear or favor because credible or evidence is not partisan and truth is not determined by opinion polls. I agree with all this. We ignore fleeting distractions and focus our attention on things that matter because a republic that endures is not governed by the news cycle and it's not governed by uh, uh, opinion polls and it's not governed by, you know, what's the favorite thing. Uh, and who's popular and all that. We keep the faith, we follow the rules, and we always put America first. This is sincerely, let's see if I can, okay, here, Rod Rosenstein, right here, Rod Rosenstein. So there you go, he is uh, out on the 11th. So, we, one more thing, and uh, what was, uh, however long ago, Q was talking about, you know, so many days, and we'll have, you know, 22, or whatever it was, so here we are, I guess this is another milestone that we are hitting and we're going to get more and more. We're going to have the James Comey thing coming out next week and just, we're getting more booms. And uh, yeah, who was it saying that um, if I were the deep state, I would be scared to pieces. Where was that? Where was that? Anyway, somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, this is a big, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. Uh, they get, get ready. All right. So um, yes, this is my book. Um, and several of you have, um, have read the other, the other one with the other title and the other cover. So if you haven't gotten one, if you will get this one and you get the 99 cents Kindle, the ebook, or you can get the 599 paperback. Um, so check, check this out. If you've already gotten the book and you just want to up, get the update, Still, for another few days, I have it on. I'll put a link below so that you can get a copy of the revised one with all the edits um, from, uh, from another website, okay? So, yeah, um, thank you for those who have gone and reviewed. Um, I'm still, like, way in the bottom. Let's see, it says, uh, like, 369 in religious philosophy books. I don't know if any of these have sold. You know, we've sold several of the ones that were, I don't even know how many, um, of the ones that were this one, okay? interesting that they're all that they're identical right there so we sold several of those so i don't know if we've sold any of these but um again y'all know this is not about making money at all i'm you know i'm trying to get just truth out and i you know i don't i haven't made one nickel my, my channel's not monetized 
is not monetized. I'm just trying to get truth out. If you ever see an ad, know that it's because I, I put videos on here and I'm constantly getting strikes. I get strikes every time, but it's like, I don't care because I'm not monetized anyway. I don't really, and whatever. So anyway, and but this also, maybe this one right here, you might want to share this with, uh, with other buddies of yours. And so that they can read it and see that if you're new to the channel, this is about the, the future is so bright for us. It really is. We're going to have a thousand years of peace and we're going to be well and we're going to be wealthy and we're going to have peace and it's just going to be wonderful. We're getting there and it's all because you know, the Lord has, um, has called our wonderful president. He's the anointed of the Lord to bring peace on earth. It's just wonderful. All right. Um, some of you saw on my, uh, on the community page that I had posted different pictures from Robert E. Lee and you were asking, well, how do you get this book? Where did you get this book? I've had this book for years. It's one of my favorite books of all time. Um, there's another one called the Christian Robert E. Lee. This is Robert E. Lee, the Christian. Okay. This is by William J. Johnson. It's by Christian Liberty Press. You can get it from Amazon. I saw a couple on eBay. Um, so I would, uh, I would encourage you to, to read this. It's just a beautiful, a beautiful, uh, book about the true man. And it's, it just goes through it. It says when it, this was the situation, here's a writing from him during this time. And it, they just lived at a different level of piety. They really did. Piety is an out of date, out of uh, vogue word, but it's a beautiful word. They lived in such, um, he and his wife just had such a sweet, tender affection for each other, and they, they, the, the, the respect that everyone showed to each other. And you know, Robert E. Lee was fighting these same creeps that we're fighting today. That's the fact. And uh, they were working through the the North. I mean, they had us. They had the North and the South under their thumb, and everyone was having to bow to this. King George that we'd just beaten in the Revolutionary War. And now here we are fighting them again. And this is it. We're going to fight them and we're going to beat them now. All right. So I wanted you to see this real quick. Let me see if I can. I don't know if it's going to let me do that. Um, hang on. Let me get something real quick. All right. So here's, here's the book. But I think I can read it from here. This is after. Here's, I'll check it out. I'll read it to you. At the close of the war, offers of financial assistance poured upon him from all quarters. Uh, houses, lands, money, because he was so popular in the North and the South. I think more people knew what was really going on and they all, you know, loved him, but he steadily refused them. An English nobleman thinking he would rejoice in some place of retreat wrote to offer him a, a splendid count, a country seat as in England and an annuity of 15,000. His reply was simple and noble. I am deeply grateful, but I cannot consent to desert my native stake in, in, this, in her hour of adversity. I must abide her fortunes and share her fate. How many people now would do such a thing? It's just, it's, it's really, he's just such a great man. If you know that um, Arlington House, which is in Harlington Cemetery, was where he and his wife lived. He was a great general for the, you know, the, for the United States until we separated. And then he had to make this strong decision to leave. And um, I remember going to Arlington House and I remember reading from this book how he had, I'm sorry, I'm getting off the subject, but how he went up the stairs and he had been up there hours in prayer because he knew, you know, he had a very difficult decision to make. And they, they wanted him, the North wanted him to lead the North, the, be the general for the North. 
And he said, I have to, you know, he made the decision. He had to go with Virginia, go with the South. And, um, and then there's a beautiful piece of land overlooking, uh, it's, it's up on a hill overlooking Washington, D.C. And then they started burying the soldiers, the Northern soldiers on their property. And that's how Arlington Cemetery got started. And then his wife had to leave. And then they basically, because if she came back, I think the story was if she came back to pay the taxes, they were going to arrest her. And so she, I don't know how she tried to get the taxes paid or whatever. But anyway, the point is they ended up losing this property because of this. I'm telling you, these people lost everything. You know, and I know Rod Rosenstein was writing about, you know, losing your part, your, your good name and your record and all that. But we, these people lost family and everything. So thank God we're not in a position like them or in like Venezuela where they're losing their loved ones, you know, and we've, we lost maybe our unity of our loved ones, but we know as it promises, as Lord promised in Isaiah, there, our family will come back to us on their shoulders. So we're going to get our family back. Um, they endured so much. I'm telling you, read this book and you'll just be <laughs> weeping. All right. So I'm going to actually read it from the book because it's too hard to read on that. Uh, sorry. I, it's, this book is so packed, it just was hard to open it and to make a good picture. Soon after he went to Lexington, he was visited by an agent of a certain insurance company who offered him the, their presidency at a salary of $10,000 a year, which was big money, big, big money back then. He was then receiving only 3000 from the college, the salary having been increased uh, to that amount. He told the agent that he could not give up the position he then held and could not properly attend to the duties of both. I can't do both and I can't leave the one I have. So I'm sorry. I won't be able to do that. I'm telling you, he was, he's going to take a triple his income. He wouldn't do it. But general said the agent, we do not want you to discharge any duties. We don't need you to do that. We simply want to use your name. That will abundantly compensate us. Tell me his name wasn't amazing. Have you ever been offered a job where they're like, you don't have to do any work. We just want to use your name. <laughs> oh, wow. Excuse me, sir. I love this. I've, I've always uh, I read this 30 years ago, probably. And it's always stuck in my mind. Excuse me, sir, was the prompt and decided rejoinder. I cannot consent to receive pay for services I do not render. The grandeur of his character shines forth in his further reply. My good name is above all that I have saved from the, it's about all that I have saved from the wreck of the war, and that is not for sale. Wow. Wow. <laughs> At one point at this point, it says, if, if, I, if my name is, is worth that much, then I should work hard to, to keep it. And that's another thing for us. You know, we can try really hard to do the right thing in, in, our, in our city and online and wherever we are, you know, and the Lord is the one who who knows whether we've kept our good name. Someone might slander our name all over the place, right? Like the song says, but the Lord is the one who knows. If you remember when the Lord Jesus was reviled, it says he reviled not again, first Peter chapter three. And when he suffered, he uttered no threats, but he kept entrusting himself to his father who judges righteously. And that's the wonderful thing is even if people don't understand, even if people call us names, the Lord judges righteously. He judges fairly. He is, he knows all of facts and he judges fairly i'm so i'm so thankful that he does i wanted to share all that with you plus that thursday is the um is the national day of prayer on the second 
And so there's a there's an online one. I think it's 7:30 p.m. If you go to um, nationaldayofprayer.org, you can see what that is. You can um, be involved in that. I think there might be one during the day, during the morning too. Um, and so we have something going on in our little town. I would encourage you to find somewhere, somehow, some way that you can be a part of some prayer uh, for it. And so now I'm telling you ahead of time so you can be uh, preparing yourself. It talks about being with four things. We must be vigilant and pray for America consistently and even daily, which is exactly what we're doing right here. That's why I'm so glad we're here together. These are our four major prayer priorities for America in the month of May. Tell your friends, share their, these prayer points with them, with pastors and church and business and educational leaders. Let's join in clear agreement, visible union, and extraordinary prayer for these priorities during May 2019. Ask God to, number one, bless the United States of America. Bless is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen by, to be his own possession, Psalm 33. And you can read more about the details there. Pray for Americans to love one another. Beginning among Christ's followers. Ooh, Jesus, we need that. Love one another just as I've loved you. I'm so glad we love each other here. Pray for the centers of influence in America. First, the centers like the, the police and the, you know, the courts and the, and the education and the entertainment, right? That's what we're, we're working on, all that. Let's pray for it. Pray for it. Um, I'm going to have to tell you, oh, uh, about the, uh, I went to work working on the BibleInSchools.net, and uh, about I went to met with, with the curriculum administrator yesterday, and they were pushing back, but she did promise to consider it in prayer, and um, so I took over some other information for her today to pray about, and I did reach BibleInSchools.net. I'll put the link below, and their number is on the very bottom of that first page, which is other places their number is wrong, but anyway, um, that um, we have this class. We have liter uh, literature classes that are discussing religious uh, you know, books. Um, and so we already have it in one sense. It's just a matter of having an entire class for it. So if someone's like, oh, well, someone could use it for evil. Well, they already could. That could already be being the case. So it, that's, a, that's a separate matter is to make sure that in every class that all of your teachers are following the rules. That's a separate issue entirely. Anyway, so yeah, I'm working on that too. So this is um, what we're doing on number prayer point number three. First of all, I urge that petitions and prayers and intercessions and thanksgivings be made for everyone, for kings and all those who are in authority, so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and, and uh, dignity. First Timothy 2. Isn't that the case? These poor people in Venezuela, I know they wish and pray that they will have a, a good King, a good leader. Guaido will be there. They're getting so close, and it's just, it's just desperate. And uh, I'm so thankful that we have our wonderful president. And I'm praying that we'll have a good mayor, and we're going to have good people in the schools and everywhere that we, that we can just be at peace. I'm not trying to have all this trouble. I don't want any of this trouble. I just, but I will, I will stand up and fight for it. You know, for justice, right? So that's why we pray, and uh, we pray for all these things for people to be put in these positions will have the courage to do these right things right number four ask god for national the national day of prayer on may on thursday may 2nd to become a catalyst uh a catalytic spiritual movement across america uh, let's read this one lord we ask you to call your church to love one another so your church can call our nation to love and unity on the national day of prayer and in the future lord we ask you to move uh each of us to love one another in the name 
in the same way you love us, willfully, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Lord, we ask you to empower our National Day of Prayer volunteers across America who will lead and serve in thousands of observances on Thursday, May 2nd. Lord, bless them. Lord, we ask you to use and anoint all of these in the task force, all these in the, in the observance in the um, National Day of Prayer Historic Statuary Hall in the U.S. Capitol building on uh in washington dc on, th on thursday may 2nd lord we ask you to give dr floyd the exact words needed for every media interview related to the national day of prayer we ask you to use the thousands upon thousands of observances of the national day of prayer to be a catalytic spiritual movement across america ushering in, in the revival of the church and the next great spiritual awakening in america yes yes i agree i agree with all of that amen on all of that so that's that's coming up all right so let's pray since they said, let's pray, let's pray. Let's uh, pray for that very thing. All right, love one another. And um, all right, thank you so much, Lord. We thank you that we have our, our, our opportunity to be right here and pray together right here on this channel. And we thank you that we're seeing your kingdom come and your will being done on earth as it is in heaven. And it's not there yet. We're not there yet. But so help us to continue to fight and to pray and to, and to, um, and to, uh, and to, and to love one another and to do all the things that you've called us to do so that we can see your kingdom come. We pray for your kingdom to come in, in Venezuela so there will be peace for these people. We pray for the kings and all who are in authority, whether it's in the military or whoever it is, that these people can lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness. We pray for those in the schools, that, they, that no one will take advantage of any of the youth and um, that, they will be shown, that the youth will be shown great respect and honor and that those who are in positions of authority will deal uh, in a very strong way, not with partiality, but with truth and justice for all in every situation, oh Lord, give them the courage and the strength to do it. I pray, Lord, that you would um, uh, be the revealer of secrets. As you already have, you answered my prayer that this would be revealed. I thank you that it has and that this person has been removed. We thank you in all these positions that you will reveal to people what uh, these leaders are doing and what problems that they're causing and so that we can vote them out and remove them and put in people who will do an honorable job. Uh, we pray, oh Lord, for every person in these positions of authority that you would bless them and encourage them and strengthen them and guide their minds and their, and their hearts so that they can can uh, work in a way that would bring honor to you. And Lord, if they will not, we ask that you would remove them from these positions so that they can no longer, uh, so, so that someone else can be put in those positions who will do the job. We pray for um, every person who's here on our channel. We pray you would bless them. We, I pray that you would strengthen them in the work that you called us to do, that you would direct our thoughts on what to tweet and what to share, and that you would help us not to get involved in any videos that are, are uh, not truthful, that we would know when to check out and to, to leave a video that is not uh, doing uh, uh, speaking truth. Um, we thank you that... Um, our president knows what's going on. We lift him up to you as well as all those patriots who are who are in these positions of authority um, and uh, and working this righteousness. We pray for every anon. We pray for every every person in Congress. We pray that many of these who've done evil, all, everyone who's done evil, will be removed from Congress. Um, Lord, we just we ask you to to uh, see us through this this last part of the storm. We pray that uh, that those in the mil in the in the media would um, begin to speak more and more truth, like this man talked about that the, the guns uh, that they, these people are in this position in Venezuela because they don't have the guns. We pray that every every lying lip will be stopped and all will become accountable to you. 
and we pray that anyone who's in the media who has been uh, done treason will be removed so that we can have truth and in, in, uh, coming across the media. We pray all these things in your great name, Jesus, and we trust you. We trust your timing. Uh, Lord, you told us that um, you know the plans you have for us, plans to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us hope in the future. We thank you and we praise you. We praise you for sending us our wonderful president. We, we praise you for uh, what you're doing in our day that we live to see it. May we live to see truly your kingdom come and your will being done on earth as it is in heaven uh, in, its, in its fullness. We pray all these things in your great name, Jesus, because you are certainly worthy of all praise. Amen. All right, guys. Love you guys. I love you. And I'll go to another video right back to back. I hope. All right. Love you guys. Bye.